Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. And I'm James. Yay! <laughs> what we're talking about right before, uh, we, 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 yeah, I, I had to hold my tongue because I so badly want to say about three, four things when you're counting down to try to screw you up, but it gets old. <laughs> Uh, well, you know. <laughs> it just gets old, man. <laughs> so I, I know you have a special drink and I don't know what it is, but yours goes with the uh, episode, right? Yes. So I'm going to give mine. Is that cool? Yeah, go ahead. Mine is from Centerpoint Brewing, who I've mentioned several times. Sorry. Okay, I was going to say, yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> it's a social distance pale ale. <laughs> It's kind of timely. <laughs> it, it's very timely. It's all the ingredients were given between Centerpoint and the Daredevil, Sun King, Fountain Score, like some different brewers and different things. Uh, so they made this, and all you masher. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> I was trying to do my best Terry Jones without actually doing a British accent. <laughs> well, it's Terry Jones. You have to do Welsh. Oh, see, 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 I, I can't, I, I can barely do a British one. Uh, see, <laughs> don't, don't ask me to do Scottish, Welsh, or Irish, because it ain't going to happen. When I was reading, and I was watching an article, uh, reading an article? No, I was watching an article, no, I was watching an interview with, with Terry Jones, God, this is a long time ago, and he's telling the difference between Welsh and the Englishman, because he says at the end of a sentence, when the English are finished, they go down. But when a Welshman, in the sense, they go up. <laughs> That's why you hear me when I'm always talking, I go up at the end of the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and and that, that is about yes. the speed he gave. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, 100% of the profits of this beer <laughs> are, are going to the hospitality professionals that have been impacted by the 2020 pandemic. So nice one i do think one of the breweries around here had had kind of transitioned into doing some uh, uh hand sanitizer kind of stuff so yeah the uh the place where i bought the moonshine fair waller down in nashville indiana they're doing hand sanitizer oh cool and the uh, hoosier brewing company which is the place that i went to where they have axe throwing also uh they're doing some hand sanitizing now and giving it away to first responders nice nice yeah. so i mean they want people to come in and buy it too and then that offsets giving it free to the first responders. Well, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. That <laughs> it's, makes it's sense. Fair. Yeah. yeah. You got to stay in business too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I am, I am drinking something that's, um, uh, like you said, kind of relevant to our episode. It's from Straight to Ale Brewing here in Huntsville, which oh, is actually, good. yeah, it's, it's actually the, the first brewer I was trying to mention that I think was doing something, but not one that I think has been making the hand sanitizer. It is their stout at the devil. <laughs> that is so topical. <laughs> yeah. Stout and stout. Dun dun stout. <laughs> stout at the devil. Uh, I think I've had that. Didn't you give me I, one? I did give you at least one of those. I, I, I'm sure you did, but I, that was drank some time ago. <laughs> Probably during Halloween time. Uh, probably, yeah, because I think I brought it up a couple of years ago around October. It was good. I remember being Oh, good. yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoy it. and extra, I'll get that later. <laughs> and, and I'll be honest, if I have two beers that are equal, exactly equal, and one of them is stout, and the other is stout at the devil, stout at the devil is going to taste better to me. Yes. It could, it could be the same exact batch from the same brewer. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do have several stouts. <laughs> Bastard. 
Anyway, what is our topic today? <laughs> well, if you haven't figured out from the name of the beer. <laughs> <laughs> or, or seeing the podcast title. <laughs> yeah. Our episode would be Motley Crue. I think specifically their Netflix biopic, The Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, maybe a little bit about their upcoming tour. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this, we, 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 we recorded an episode a month or two ago yeah. about their upcoming tour that, that's now been pushed back at this point. And at, at the time, uh, that's why I'm drinking beer, not whiskey. <laughs> I, I, drink, I, drink, I drink a lot of whiskey during that episode. I was an asshole. I I I will concur <laughs> that I was an asshole. An asshole. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but we knew that. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's, <laughs> you know, I think part of it, and so I don't know if that episode will come out because this may take care of it. Maybe we will put it out. <laughs> Maybe we'll put up a Patreon and <laughs> release the two or three episodes. <laughs> people. <laughs> uh, uh, so we, we, yeah, I don't, I don't know if we've come up with the. Uh, now come on that but anyway yeah i i've come to the conclusion no no this will go in with the episode i'm good um where would you like to start <laughs> i don't know because i watched it and i didn't really make any notes <laughs> well i didn't either but i've actually my i watched it in the past couple of days and i've looked up online artists so i'll say i liked it i thought it was good I, oh yeah yeah i i did too um I, and the thing was i had i mean we we'd heard people because we're getting to this like a year after it came out <laughs> and there are reasons and, for that <laughs> yeah and we we had um i forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> okay here you think about what so i didn't watch it right away because yeah. the episode we recorded that may or may not come out uh, is about their upcoming tour and how much their last going away farewell tour at least one the one i went to the, yeah. the show sucked it just sucked and yeah, it, 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 I, I, well, I'll say what I said in that episode. I felt like they were just kind of mailing it in. Like by that were, point, yeah. Yeah, by that point, because it was, as we we'll see, when did we see them? 2015? Yep. Yeah. And they, and they had, uh, August, August or September. Yeah. And I had seen them almost a year before. So they'd already, at this point, they'd already been on tour for uh, over a year. Just seemed like they were mailing it in. There was no, it didn't feel like they really gave a fuck. You know, we were we were disappointed, <laughs> and, yeah, and I think kind of pissed. And that's that's why I put off watching this. And and then and I think one of the reasons I was so upset, and I realized this after watching the dirt, because Jody texted me said, "Hey, you watched that?" I said, "No, not yet." And he goes, oh, "I just did. It's pretty good." And what Jody said is exactly how I feel, is that it reminded me of how much I loved them way back in the day. Yeah, and the things about them that we loved at that point. You know, the, the, the things that got us into them, the, the crazy shit that was getting reported in the press. <laughs> Drugs and rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. And, but I, you know, I mean, the, the, the music was cool. Yeah. And I think that's why I was so pissed about their last concert. I, Cruz been in my top, uh, you know, bands forever. And then they sucked. They sucked so bad that last show. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's almost like I got cheated on in a way. Yeah. And, and that's why I, I harbored a lot of resentment, but watching the dirt actually helped out quite a bit. And I, I don't know if I'll see them when they come back out and around, but I don't know. I, I might, cause I'd like to see Def Leppard. I'd like to see Poison. I'd like to see Joan Jett. Oh yeah. So maybe I will, maybe I'll go see him. Maybe. I won't because I'm still convinced 
uh, someone who's going to go nameless at this point is going to embarrass the fuck out of themselves on stage, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> I will assume that same person that you're talking about will forget lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, when we saw Motley Crue back in the day, back in the eighties and nineties, they were kick ass and they, they were. And even and if even if that person who will go nameless did forget lyrics on occasion, it, it he, he he made up for it in other ways, and it wasn't as bad. And right, he ran around, he worked his ass off, he was yeah charismatic up on stage back in the day, which is why it pisses everybody, not just us, it pisses everybody off so much now that he forgets the lyrics because or or can't get them out because he's winded because he doesn't move around on stage <laughs> as much as he used to, and we kind of feel like he should be able to, but in contrast to that like james was saying he he moved around a lot on stage it's obviously vince neal because <laughs> I, I want i just want to stop referring to him as that guy um so i was gonna start saying the, the blonde dude <laughs> the blonde dude yeah because it was like van halen he was the only blonde guy in the band he did he, he he worked his ass off on stage he ran around and put on a fantastic show which made up for not getting every lyric in I would say watch the dirt. I mean, if you haven't watched it already, watch it. I, I still haven't read it. James hasn't read it. We, neither, you know, like neither one of us has read the book, but it's on my list of stuff to get. I actually don't have it yet. But, and I, I sometimes have problems with vanity books by bands because I, I do because they were the ones who wrote it. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. But, but I will say, as soon as I started watching the show and they're at the party and a lot of nudity, a lot of drugs, a lot of everything. I think what I actually put on my Facebook post was I'm going to take a break so I can work on my time machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I changed my mind. I want to be a rock star. <laughs> yeah. I, I would suggest not just watching that on Netflix, but go to YouTube and look up some of their old concerts, um, especially the ones from the eighties. Look up the 1983 us festival. Uh, and it, it wasn't just Motley Crue. I mean, us festival was a multi-day festival and the 1983 version of it they did i think one day was country day and then one day was like pop music day or just you know mainstream rock day and then they had heavy metal day which was the biggest day <laughs> out of all the days they did it shout at the devil wasn't even out but they were already playing songs from the album and they had already switched over to the shout at the devil costumes and it was it was really good. They were sloppy as hell, but the energy was just fantastic. And it is a really good concert. Yep. I will forgive some, a bit of sloppiness, uh, not yeah. on an album, but on stage. But on stage, yeah. A good live performance. Yeah. And they gave, they blew a lot of those other bands off stage. Not Van Halen. I will say that. Van Halen still owned that day. But <laughs> Now, what, what did I tell you the other day? I said that I might go see them if all the guys can fit in their shout at the devil era <laughs> outfit, yeah. yeah. If they can all fit in those and look as good as they did. I will hundred percent go to that show. Cause then I know they put the effort in. If they can yeah. trim down that much, I know they want to do it. Yes. That's, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Vince has supposedly been working out really hard to get down to a decent weight. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Since a few months ago, he got paid $400 to wish somebody happy birthday on some sort of thing, and he couldn't even spit that out. <laughs> but I, I won't go into more detail on that. You can Google that and oh, yeah. put out the other episode. I think I bitched about that for five minutes. <laughs> you, yeah, you did. 
I know I did. I just, I, I'm going to assume five minutes is about my usual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, the Us Festival performance was not addressed in the movie. I don't, I don't know about the book, but they didn't address it in the movie. They also did not address the Moscow Music Peace Festival in 1989, which was excellent performance all the way around. Not just the show they put on, even Vince being able to get most, if not all, the lyrics out <laughs> while still moving around stage. Sober. They were, they were sober. And they do go into getting sober. And, and making of the Dr. Feelgood record, which came out like a month after. See, I wonder um, if they didn't go into that because that's like all the drama that happened there between them and Doc and I, the other yeah, band. See, I, yeah, and I wondered about that. And I was actually, I was going to tell that story. <laughs> cool. All right. So there's, there's a scene in the movie and I don't, as I'm trying to remember the, okay. So the thing, the scene with, uh, where, where Doc called up Nikki's mom and, and, she showed up around Christmas time. Yeah. And he did and, and Nikki storms off and tells Doc he's fired. Yeah, that did didn't they, happen. <laughs> no, but I, I know when they actually firm permanently fired Doc McGee was over the Moscow Music Peace Festival. So the, the story was in December nineteen eighty seven, Nikki Six OD'd was was dead. He was dead in the ambulance as they're trying to get his ass to the hospital. And one of the paramedics was a fan. And he's like, oh, no, he ain't dying on my watch. And that's where Kickstart My Heart came from, because the guy put two vials of adrenaline into Nikki's heart, (laughs) (laughs) which is shown in the movie. And uh, Nikki walks out of the hospital, actually, goes back to his house and (laughs) immediately shoots up again, wakes up the next day with a trickle of blood down his arm and the needle still hanging there, decides he needs help. So... He goes into rehab. The whole band goes into rehab. They all get sober. Start working on Dr. Feelgood. And in the meantime, their manager, Doc McGee, had been arrested on possession of drug charge or something. Part of his sentence was community service. So he comes up with this thing. He comes up with this thing where they're going to put on this big festival in Moscow. And they're going to get all these hard rock and metal bands to go over to Moscow and play this festival to promote peace and anti-drug so you hey, got kids, don't do drugs or you have to do stupid commercials like this <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, that was in the movie wasn't it oh no sam kinnison sam kinnison yeah I, I knew i'd heard that somewhere <laughs> before so what you've got is uh, you get, you get, uh, doc mcgee also managed bon jovi so you got bon jovi you got motley crew you got the scorpion skid row, skid row cinderella uh, Ozzy Osbourne and a, a Russian band, uh, Gorky Park. Gorky Park. Yeah. They all go to Moscow and they play this show. It's a big festival show, right? They fly over there and Motley Crue, who had been one of, if not the biggest party bands in the world at that point, uh, may, maybe only slightly behind Ozzy, they're the only ones on the plane that are sober while the flight's <laughs> going over to Moscow. Everybody else is supposed to be going to promote this anti-drug thing, and everybody else is loaded. <laughs> Didn't they actually have, like, a specific person who's going around getting them all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good job, so, Doc. <laughs> yeah. So they, they get over there, and they play the show, and this is a band that's been off the road for a year and a half because they had last played live in December of 87. So it's, like, August of 89, and – They've been out of the spotlight. They've been getting sober. They haven't played anywhere. They're on the plane 
they're the only ones that are sober. Everybody else, you know, there's, there's, we're supposed to be promoting this anti-drug message and everybody's loaded. They get there. Nobody was supposed to get any special treatment. Bon Jovi comes out and they play. And, and actually, I'm not entirely sure that it was done after Bon Jovi set because everybody came out after that. All the bands came out and they did this big jam session where they played like three or four songs. And there was a big fireworks display. But apparently the fireworks display was at the end of Bon Jovi's set or something. So they're, they're pissed at Doc because nobody was supposed to get special treatment. And here's Bon Jovi getting special treatment. And so they fired him on the, on the plane back. But their performance that day, they were... I mean, you, you could see it. They were pissed. They were on fire. That Moscow Music Peace Festival was probably the best performance I saw them give. It was, it, it was good. Yeah. I, I'd only just, say the ones I went to in person were better because I got to be there. Well, yeah. But I would. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we, we saw them. I, I mean, it was the same time frame, you know. Yeah. So, but they just, I mean, it was, it was a phenomenal I thought performance. It was my favorite one of the day. So there was a lot to love there. <laughs> yeah. They don't actually go into any, I mean, they show them playing live. Yeah. You know, they show their, their first, you know, when they got in a fight, their first show, and then they show them rocking <laughs> that a child was... the devil and, it, they, and they're all good. And that, the, the fight was kick ass where, you know, they actually yeah. liked each other or could like, each yeah. Other. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> you know, it's an hour, 48 minutes, hour, 45, hour, 50. So yeah. you can't really do much of a concert. As, as far as the, the movie goes, some of the stuff's compressed so that it'll fit. They have uh, Vince's daughter, Skylar, being born several years before she actually was. I only show a couple of wives, you know, all, all together out of the, like, the 14 that all of them have had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, I get it. What are you going to do? And, and if you like it and you want to know more, you can read the book. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, I, you know, I mean, we kind of, we grew up with it or, you know, spent our teenage years with it. So. <laughs> just that we, we already, we were there. <laughs> we, we, we lived through it, you know. And <laughs> most of you probably did too, if you're listening to this. So cheers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it was a really good movie. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And, and let's be honest, it, Motley Crue is sex, drugs, and rock and roll. They have a lot of breasts all over the place in this. And, yeah. Actually, a lot of ass, too, and that means the boys in the band also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the, the scene in the elevator. <laughs> yeah. Well, scene in the elevator when Nikki goes to open the door. I mean, they're just, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you see There's, their ass when they're with another woman. With a woman. Yeah, it's just a lot, a lot of nudity and a lot of sex and a lot of gratuitous drug use and a lot of heavy metal. And what the fuck else do you want from a biopic yeah. on Holly Crew? <laughs> it was great. Yeah, um, that, I'm glad you told me to watch it because it did remind me how much I love them. <laughs> yeah, and well, see, that's why when I when I sat down to watch it, that you know, like I said, that's what popped into my head. It was like, you know, this this is why I loved this band. And, and then, of course, we watched it after we recorded that other episode. And I, just, I was kind of thinking, hmm, if we do put that episode out, we kind of need to do something to balance it out. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> when I when I was watching it, I, I'm like, huh. Now I feel bad. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we talk a little bit about that and put it with the dirt and no, put out the asshole episode. <laughs> you know, and and we we've talked about Vince forgetting lyrics or not being able to get the lyrics out because he was winded because he was running all over the stage and stuff. But he actually has pretty good voice. He he was the perfect voice for that band. Yeah, and I, I mean it's like it's like David Lee Roth or or Ozzy with Sabbath. You know, 
has Sabbath had better singers? Well, yes, yes, they have. <laughs> They've had much better singers. I don't think they would have been big if they had one of those singers first. To begin with, yeah. I And I would have to agree with that. His vocals, his stage presence, the whole attitude, the mm-hmm. combination of, yeah. I mean, you have bands out there who come out and, you know, like either super groups or whatever, and they're all technically some of the most proficient motherfuckers ever. But, but they, they have they, no personality. No personality, no connection to each other. Yeah. And and they, they can write the perfect song and it just flops because you can tell. And, you know, and, and Motley Crue was one of those bands that just came along and maybe they weren't the best musicians and maybe they weren't the best songwriters. You put everything together and it's it's greater than the whole. It's bigger than everything than, than just any one of them. Yeah, it's a heavy and, metal gestalt. Yeah. You know, in the, the, at the very beginning, because, you know, Vince joins and they do all the stuff. And mm-hmm. I wish they would have at least showed them putting out their demo on leather records. I Yeah, they, they skipped over that. And they, they obviously, they skipped over the Too Fast for Love tour in Canada with Kiss. What I will say was kind of cool, though. I don't know if you caught this. When they, when they played that first show, they, they come up on stage. And I guess it was Mick went up and he taped the set list to his monitor. Stick to your guns was listed in the set list. But we, we've talked about that song, haven't we? Not, we've not talked about Toast one. of the Town. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we talked about Toast of the Town, not so much Stick to Your Guns. but, um, but um, I just, Yeah, just two, two songs that were originals of theirs and just then, you know, back in the day, songs that we hunted all over the place in bargain bins and weird record yeah. stores to try to find because they didn't have the re-release yet and we didn't have the right. internet. I, okay, so so the story behind Toast of the Town and, and Stick to Your Guns, they had, they had created other records because they couldn't get a record deal so leather records was their independent label that they although came I, up with although technically it would be pronounced leather records because of the umlauts yeah just like it's <laughs> mildly crazy <laughs> yeah sorry i had to get that That's out okay. i've That's had okay. these i've, I've I, had that I know. written down <laughs> that was the one note how to pronounce i got my little pronunciation <laughs> okay uh, go ahead Records. So Leather Records independently released a single with the songs Toast of the Town and Stick to Your Guns. And then they, they released the, the album, Too Fast for Love, on the same way on Leather Records. And then Electra Records picked up, picked the band up, you know, signed them into a contract, and they re-released Too Fast for Love, edited it some, remixed it, but they, but they put it out. But they never released Toast of the Town and Stick to Your Guns. They were like the holy grail of Motley Crue recordings. <laughs> in the 80s because nobody outside of LA had heard those songs so what you had to do was either be in the tape trading circuit or <laughs> in the back of a lot of magazines you would see ads for people that would sell you bootleg copies now we knew toast of the town because the band pretty boy floyd had done a cover of it <laughs> and and we loved the song it was like damn that was a really cool song you know yeah. so it made it made it even more imperative that we would hear motley Crue's version of it <laughs> because it was like man if that kicked ass just think of what the crew did with it and yeah motley Crue's is we really were, kick ass we, we were right <laughs> yeah see the things we missed by not being in la in the early, early 80s, 80s. <laughs> you can't go to la why not because you're 10 <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's it, it was reading about shit like that that made me go that's a cool fucking band <laughs> And over the years, you kind of forget, especially, you know, when you get disappointed later on with something like that show we went to in Indianapolis, you kind of forget 
those kind of things. And it, it took something like the dirt to remind us. That's why we loved those guys. <laughs> All right. So they pissed us off a little bit. I forgive you. I'm going to take you back, honey. Let's rock. <laughs> <laughs> and I still haven't listened to him since I watched the movie, but <laughs> I'm, I may have. <laughs> No, I wasn't uh, kidding when I said I had to take a break because I was watching the first half and wife comes in and says, you want to watch some TV? I said, yeah, I need to take a break anyway because I'm starting to regret not becoming a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, that. And so then I finished it the next day. And Anyway. Anyway, you should you should all, well, most of you probably don't have an issue with Motley Crue like we did for a few years. Yeah. But you haven't watched The Dirt? Watch it. If you have and want to know more, read it. Yeah. If if you have different experience during the last tour, let, you can let us know. Maybe you had a kick-ass con. Like Jody saw him twice, and the first one was good, and then towards the end, like three, four months out from their final, they, yeah. they weren't great. You can tell us what your thoughts are. We right. like that. Yes. Anyway. I got nothing else. Because <laughs> as, as we always talk about, yeah, we should keep this at 30 minutes. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. Snicker, snicker. <laughs> so, yeah. Motley Crue, I'm glad you got me to watch it because it renewed my love of their music. Yeah, me too. Like I said, I haven't gone back to listen to them, but that's going to be pretty soon <laughs> that I do. So. And it did give some of their bad stuff. I mean, it shows yeah. Ra- oh, Razzle's yeah. death. It shows Nikki being a drug fiend. I mean, uh, yeah, they, they don't shy away from that. No, no. That's, yeah, that's what I was going to say is that they don't shy away from the bad stuff. You know the one scene that caught me off guard? What was that? It's where Vince is in jail uh-huh. from, from the Razzle thing. And Nikki's talking, he's like, but I'd fallen in love. And it shows this beautiful backside. Oh, yeah. Thinking, oh, is that Brandy? Yeah. No, no, heroin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because when, when the camera, when the camera uh, moves around to the front, she's carrying a tr- silver tray with a needle full of heroin in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know it got me too. Yeah, I was, I was thinking the same thing. On that note. <laughs> <sighs> I found an exit. I'm taking it. (laughs) Yes, please do, because we could go on and on. (laughs) All right. So until next time, I'm James. I'm Jody. (laughs) We'll talk to you all later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Hockna. Well, you're hockna, and I'm going to, I guess I'll start. (laughs) What I said to my cousin's husband when he were texting. He goes, hey, you going to see him then? I said, eh. I don't know. He goes, I'd like to see Def Leppard. I said, yeah, I could do that. And I wouldn't mind seeing Poison again as long as CC can keep his guitar solo under control. <laughs> he walks in with her and they're all kind of like, okay. Oh, which great, one's the girl? <laughs> yeah, which one's the... So, it's actually, not Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. No, no, no. <laughs> no. And yeah. Town was just on the single. Now, they, as you talk, memories plink back in, <laughs> fighting their way through the alcoholic phase that guys in Iron Maiden had snuck out to the soundboard or something and they had microphones so when they get to the chorus Motley Crue's going you know helter skelter the guys in Iron Maiden are through the PA system singing Alka-Seltzer which is funny because I think that's the next episode we're going to record today is uh, Motley as it's Monty Python uh, Motley, Motley my, Python <laughs> that's what I started to say On that note of abject failure and trying to hook up as teenagers (laughs) using Motley Crue.